the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. My guest today is a man that I love to call a good friend. This guy is, he's the managing partner for S-Cube Capital and former managing partner for Sequoia Capital. This is a real rock star of Silicon Valley and a chamber champion, Mr. Mark Stevens. How you doing, Mark? Great, Carl. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show this morning. Well, I think that today's show is going to be different from a lot of other shows in that uh, this is going to be one of those shows you'll want to hear over and over again on our podcast because today you're going to actually get a chance to know how you can become a very successful, well-funded business owner through some of the stuff that Mark's going to share with us. And Mark, I want to ask you a question though, right off the bat so people could mm-hmm. could understand the difference. There's bank financing, which, you know, we'll call debt financing, right? And then there's mm-hmm. equity financing, right? Mm-hmm. And and one right. of the one of the things people hear these terms, they'll hear angel, they'll hear VC, and then they'll hear private equity. Can you explain the difference in all of that, Mark? And take your time, because this is our lesson to learn from you, a venture capitalist yourself. Right. Yeah, so I think you're, you're correct. There, you, know, you can go to a bank and get debt financing to, to grow your business. Uh, and the other way to do it is equity financing. And here in Silicon Valley, the, the three categories you mentioned, angels, uh, venture capitalists, and private equity are the three, um, you know, three places that you go for equity capital. And usually, if you're trying to raise a small amount of money, say you know fifty thousand dollars or a couple of hundred thousand dollars, angels usually are the, are the are the way to go. And there's different kinds of angels. Angels could be your you know friends and family, you know your 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 uncle or your grandfather, uh, or they could be um, you know uh, professionals uh, in the valley who you know are looking to you know finance the next great company. Um, venture capitalists tend to want to write, um, uh, invest larger amounts of money. They, they, they typically are going to invest a million dollars or several million dollars, uh, in a, in a, in a young company. Um, 
and they're uh, probably going to be more active in helping you grow the company than an angel would be. Uh, but their money probably is more expensive in terms of the, the, the percentage of, of the company that you have to give up. Uh, and then finally, you know, private equity is really uh, equity capital for the, the later stage of a company. It's, it's, it's good to bring in private equity investors once you have your product already in the market, you're shipping the product, um, uh, you, have, uh, you have existing customers, and private equity is a good vehicle to, you know, really uh, put your foot in the gas in the business and go from, you know, 40 miles an hour to, to <laughs> 60 or 70 miles an hour. So th- those are sort of the three types of equity capital out there, and, and you use them differently for depending upon what stage your, your company is in. Now, Mark, how did you, you know, we never talked about your background, but how did you get to learn all this, Mark? Tell us a little bit about who is Mark Stevens? <laughs> Well, I, um, I I grew up in West Los Angeles. Um, back in and went to public schools in Los Angeles, and I came from a sort of lower middle class background. Neither of my parents went to college. I had an early interest in engineering and science, and so I ended up going to USC to get an engineering degree, and then um, went back and got a master's in engineering and ended up working at a company called Intel <laughs> back in the early 80s. Nobody knew who Intel was. This was 1982. And so I joined Intel as uh, in their technical marketing and sales operation. And these are the days when the PC had just been introduced and uh, microprocessors were you know, the heart of every PC. And so Intel led the world in microprocessors. And so it was a great time to to grow with, with, with Intel. And then I um, uh, left Intel after about five years, went back to back East to get my MBA at Harvard and then came back to the Valley and uh, joined Sequoia Capital um, as, as a 29 year old associate. And I had never really thought knew what a venture capitalist did, or I didn't really aspire to be a venture capitalist, but um Intel had been a venture capital-backed company, and mm-hmm. I had learned more about venture capital in my time in business school. And I, I, I was intrigued because it was a career where you kind of combined your technical background with your, you know, knowledge of customers and markets and knowledge of finance and all that. So it all kind of came together for me, um, um, you know, once I once I came out of business school and. And I stayed. I was at Sequoia for 23 years. So you know, wow. great run, great great career. It, it was a lot of fun. Every day is different. Um, I think the best part about being a venture capitalist there's really two great things. One is you get to work with uh, the next generation of entrepreneurs, and you know entrepreneurs can kind of see around the corner. You know they can see what 99 percent of the population doesn't see. Mm-hmm. You get to work with really those kind of folks, and then. Um, you know the the our investors um our limited partners are endowments and foundations and pension funds and you know the profits that we deliver back to them help uh help promote scholarships and help promote you know a lot of good uh in the world so it's a very um rewarding career both um working with entrepreneurs and also um helping uh our investors to to sort of realize their dreams 
I bet people probably didn't see that whole circular kind of ecosystem thing that says, yeah, the things that the venture capitalists do is very important for our pension funds. <laughs> and a lot of people are invested in what their pension funds, so they want CalPERS and all those people to do well, right? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, if you are uh, if you have a, you know, a stake in a pension fund, you're part of your pension funds being invested in uh, venture capital firms. You, you know, there was a when you said Intel, there was a gentleman's name who I, I really just love this guy. And I don't, I don't know if you've heard of him or not. His name is Roy Clay Sr. Have you ever heard of Roy Clay Sr.? Uh, I've heard of him, but I, I don't know him. Yeah, Roy was one of the guys that uh, when I uh, interviewed Roy, Roy actually was the first and he was African-American that helped Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard uh, start their computer division. And at that oh, wow, time, okay. and at the time he met this guy, and I can't remember his name, who was the guy that was actually running Intel at the time. And he talked to Roy about what should he do with this chip? You know, where should he go? How should he put it with something else? And Roy sort of led him to some other folks that uh, actually invested in Intel at his early stage. And Intel became this great company now. But I thought that was very mm-hmm. interesting on how this area is really all just what? Connected, right? It's the name of the show, right? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, in Silicon Valley, it's, um, it's a wonderful place. It's unique in the world because you can start a company, you can have an idea uh, that you think has a, a big market. And um, there's plenty of people around to help finance the company, to help you with legal, legal advice or accounting advice or sales advice. And, um, and the, the wonderful thing about the Valley is even if you fail in your first startup, mm-hmm. you can go out and do it again. And nobody, you know, nobody thinks the worst of you, right? It's, it's, um, failure here in the Valley is, is okay. You, know, <laughs> you, you kind of, if you fail with your first company, you, you sort of dust yourself off, get up, and go start another one. You know what I want to do, and I want to dive deeper in this on the second half because I, I really want folks to who uh, hear the show to understand how to best kind of set their company up for success. And, Mark, you could, mm-hmm. you could tell us those things that, that venture capitalists look for when they look at companies that come with a good idea. You know, is it just mm-hmm. the idea? Is it the team or whatever they're going to do with – with different and and it, we'll even talk a little bit of terms that people have never heard of. I heard this term called cap table one day, and I was like, "What is that?" And so I yeah. think I think our people need to know that. But I want to ask you about uh, S Cube, your own company, right now. We got about a couple minutes before the first half is over, and we'll talk again. But what are you doing with S Cube Capital, your own firm? Yeah, so uh, I retired from Sequoia about um, seven years ago after, like I said, 23 years there. And I as Cube is a family office. And so now I'm basically managing our own family's capital. uh, And we're investing uh, across a wide section of um, asset classes. We're investing in um, residential real estate. We're investing in um, uh, uh, healthcare companies, a, a lot of next generation biotechnology companies. Um, we're investing in, um, in, in renewable energy companies. Uh, so we're, we're trying to build out a, a very uh, diversified uh, portfolio of investments. And uh, most of my you know, time at Sequoia, obviously, was in technology investing. So we're trying to you know, diversify away, to, away from, from, from purely technology. Mm. 
Well, that, um, that's definitely something I want to talk to you about, about some of the companies that connect with our Black Chamber. We want to make sure that we're able to kind of guide them so they're better prepared for, you know, what you do. Now, we got about one minute, and I want you to define for folks, what is a unicorn? What does that term mean? Well, a unicorn is sort of a new term in the valley. Probably it's been around for five or six years. It, it essentially means a company that has achieved a $1 billion valuation. So that means if uh, a company raises a round of capital and the, and the venture capitalists, the private equity um, folks put a, a $1 billion valuation on the company, then it's called a unicorn. Oh. And there are probably a couple hundred unicorns now in the United States. Um, and it's a relatively new phenomenon. It's, partly because of the rapid growth of these companies and also the copious amounts of capital that are, are, are available out there right now. So a unicorn simply is a company with a billion-dollar valuation. Well, we're going to take it back up on the second half. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified Small Business Development Expert Advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. And now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Well, we want to welcome you back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. My guest today is Mr. Mark Stevens. He's the managing partner uh, for S-Cube Capital, and he's a former managing partner for Sequoia Capital. Uh, Mark and I were talking in the first half on how companies can get ready to be kind of venture capitalist ready. And, Mark, I want to just throw that to you, Mark. If you were giving advice to companies who are listening to our show and they were going to be VC ready, what would you tell them? Well, I think the first thing when you're starting a company is you need to think about um, the market, you know, the size of the market, uh, how quickly it's growing, who the competitors are, because at the end of the day, it's um, you can have a um, okay product, you can have an okay management team, but if you have a great market that sort of drags you along, it, it, it's like having a big tailwind it's, or it's like, you know, surfing at the beach, right? You, yeah. you have that big wave behind you, you're going to get to shore. And if you don't have that big wave, you, you know, behind you, you might freeze to death out in the Pacific Ocean <laughs> waiting for the wave. So, you know, to me, to be VC ready is you want to uh, prove to the VC that, hey, you're attacking a, a big market and it's a market that the, in, that the incumbents, the uh, incumbent competitors are either missing or not paying attention to or what have you. So market is, is, is when I was at Sequoia, we always try to evaluate, is this a great market to, to invest in? And then we looked at, after that, we said, all right, what's the quality of the management team of the founders? Are they, are they smart? Um, do they work really hard? Uh, do they know what they don't know? Um, you know, if we had a founder, an entrepreneur who came to us at Sequoia and, and they think they knew, had all the answers, mm. uh, we probably didn't invest mm. because as a young entrepreneur or founder, you don't have all the answers. You might be really good at developing uh, some, a piece of technology, but you may not be very good at sales or marketing or finance or, or, or manufacturing. 
And so you need all kinds of different talents. You need, you need, you need diversity. You need um, a different, different uh, peoples with different backgrounds and people's um, uh, experiences to build a great company. And so, uh, so we we tested for that. Um, we also looked at, um, you know, how much capital does the company ultimately take? I mean, mm-hmm. if you have to go raise a few billion dollars uh, to get to cash flow uh, profitability, then that may not be a good place for a, a venture capitalists to put their money. So you have to look at how much capital. And then, uh, and then we look also the sort of the fourth leg uh, of what we looked at is uh, the quality of the technology. Is it unique technology? Uh, you know, we, we don't want to invest in copycat technologies that you know the ten other guys in the valley could 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 develop. So you know, is it unique software? Is it a unique chip? It is a unique um, uh, service of some sort. So those are sort of the four things that we looked at. You know, market being the the most important. But it's market, it's people, it's uh, capital and technology. Wow, man, that's that's huge. I think those who are listening right now are probably taking notes and thinking, okay, do I have a good market here? <laughs> you know, the quality of that management team. I, I was in, I was at a presentation where someone was pitching some guys, and uh, that's what the the VCs were asking them, like, who's on your team? Because it's very important. You know, for, you know, people who are going to invest some money, they know who's on your team. You mentioned earlier that if venture capitalists are going to put some money with your company, they may come along and help you develop that product. You know, what does that look like? Do they get on your board or how does that happen? Yeah, I mean, typically uh, when a venture capitalist invests, you know, a million dollars or five million dollars into your company, typically will uh, buy, you know, and 15, 20, 30% of the company, they'll go on the board of directors. And I think the best venture capitalists are, to use a sports analogy, uh, are the ones that are good coaches. You mm-hmm. don't want a venture capitalist to run on the field and tr- put, think they're, 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 they're the quarterback and mm-hmm. think they can run the company. You don't want the venture capitalist running your company. You run the company as, a, as the CEO or as the founder. But you want the venture capitalist to sort of be that head coach or that assistant coach in the sideline, helping you call the right plays, helping you with strategy, you know, helping you with sort of game time situations. And um, the mistake that a venture capitalist makes is sometimes they invest in a company and they're too passive, i.e., you know, they're sitting up in the stands, you know, mm-hmm. politely mm-hmm. clapping if the company does well or booing if the company doesn't do well. So you want that VC to be you know, a coach. You don't want them to be a, a passive fan and you don't want them to be a, you know, a uh, person that thinks they, they walk in and run the company. Mm. Well, I guess that almost, uh, that's almost like an angel too, huh? It's like a, somebody that's a little more active, huh? Like an angel maybe, a little. Yeah, I mean, angels can be very active and helpful. Um, keep in mind, angels probably are doing it on a part-time basis or as a venture capitalist is, you know, helping companies out as a full-time career. So, um, you have to consider that um, sometimes the angel is not available, or uh, whereas the venture capitalist is, you know, much more heavily invested in, in, in mm. the company. You know, we mentioned the term a little bit earlier that um, I was, you know, when I heard it, cap table. Could you tell us, mm-hmm. like, if I were to say, or you would define a cap table to someone, or somebody, you know, would understand it? What is a cap table? Well, a cap table is short for a capitalization table, and what it is, it's it's basically a spreadsheet that indicates who the shareholders are in a company. And so, um, 
you have, uh, there's basically two types of stock in a company. There's common stock and preferred stock. Preferred stock is usually what venture capitalists and angels uh, in purchase when they invest in a company. Common stock is held by the founders and by the employees of a company. And so the cap table just lists all the shareholders in the company and it lists how many shares they own and um, uh, what percentage of the company they own and then, you know, what the price of those shares are. So it's, it's basically a, a spreadsheet to keep track of shareholders. Well, you know, I think right now, <clears throat> if someone were listening, they would realize that just having a good idea <laughs> is not enough. Right, Mark? <clears throat> No, that's right. I mean, there's lots of great ideas, but you, you've got to have take the idea and then really um, um, sort of prove it out. Or, you know, you have to really test it. Uh, and, you know, how do you test it? Well, you know, you talk to potential customers. Uh, uh, you, 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 again, going back to my other comment, you get a sense of, you know, how big is this market? You know, are there 100 customers or are there a million customers? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and so... And, and it's important to um, not try to do it alone. You know, there's a lot of sort of um, sole entrepreneurs, and I think it's really hard to start a company and grow it as a sole entrepreneur. It's best to have some co-founders that you know, you know and you trust and you can work with um, you know, to, help, to help you along the way. You know, uh, Silicon Valley is known. Like when I go to <clears throat> Africa and I meet the president of Africa and their top Folks, everybody knows about Silicon Valley, but the thing they say about Silicon Valley is you won't get money in Silicon Valley unless you can scale. You know, that's that term, unless you can scale. Is that, is that true, Mark? Is that really true? Yeah, um, I think so. It, it depends. I mean, um, you know, venture capitalists who are investing in companies, you know, they, they want a big hit. They want a big, uh, and so they're probably going to, invest with an eye toward the company going public. But there's a lot of companies here in the Valley who um, are attacking, you know, maybe nichier markets, and they're probably not companies that are candidates for an IPO, but they're good at, they're good candidates to be acquired by a larger company. And and that's okay. You know, sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur, if your company is acquired, for cash or for stock, sometimes that's a better solution than trying to um, go public. I mean, being uh, an officer in a public company is, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work and has its risks. So, um, so I think you know, um, I, I've been involved. I, I, I've been an angel investor over the last few years, and I had some companies acquired, and, and it worked out great. It worked out great for the founders and everybody concerned. So. Uh, you know, every company here in the Valley doesn't have to be a blockbuster IPO mm-hmm. and, you know, scales to the, to the moon. Um, it's nice when that happens, but, uh, more often than not, companies are acquired for, you know, for a nice, uh, sum and the founders do well. You know, you said, as you said that, that led me to, you know, having companies think about when they start their company at some point, they got to think about, quote unquote, their exit strategy. Would you talk a little bit about an exit strategy or exit strategies? Yeah. Well, again, there's different kinds of exit strategies. An exit could be somebody acquires you, a Microsoft or a Google or somebody comes along and acquires your company. Uh, the other exit is an IPO where, you, you know, you uh uh, issue shares to you know to the public. Um, I've always told uh, founders that an IPO is like the beginning of the 
or the end of the first quarter of your company's life, not the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and so uh, the, those are the two primary exit strategies that mm-hmm. that that uh, founders have, you know, open to them. Um, and you know, the, the time to sell a company is when the founders want to do it, not necessarily when the angels or the VCs want to do it, because they're the ones that really have the sense of, mm-hmm. um, you know, how quickly the market's growing and and so forth. Um, and so um, both exit strategies, uh, I. Uh, you know, I've been involved with, and they're both very satisfying. Um, the one exit strategy you want to avoid is bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, uh, that's something that you uh, <laughs> happens here in the Valley, but uh, you, you want to avoid that. You want to try to do the best you can. Uh, you, well, you know, I want to say this for those who are listening. I mean, Mark's given out a lot of information, and you may want to try to reach Mark and by Mark being a chamber champion, I want to say if you'd like to reach Mark, you actually can reach our chamber. You can actually send an email to info at blackchamber.com, and we'll take a look at what you want to say and get it to Mark. Uh, but I want to close, Mark, in the last 30 seconds on just saying, you know, we appreciate you and what you've done and, uh, and everything that you're doing for this valley. You truly are a rock star, and I want, you to, I want you to know that, Mark. And I want to make sure that I set something up for you and your wife to come on. Right, Mark? Just say yes. Yes. That would be great. (laughs) Okay, well, we're out of time right now. We want to thank our guest, Mr. Mark Stevens. And again, we always say stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections.